Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. All right, guys, Callum is back for a, another video here. We got him on last year. He's our resident head-to-head man, and he's going to help us out sort of putting together a bit of a strategy, some of th- some thoughts from him there, and then talking about creating a site ourselves when we get into my head-to-head team here, guys. And if you are looking to try and beat me in head-to-head, if you want to beat Callum as well, um, let us know, and we'll um, yeah, we'll, we'll jump in your league. But uh, it's obviously going to be pretty tough to beat us, eh, Cal? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, mate. Just uh, firstly, just around trading with head-to-head strategy. How do you look to to play that from sort of round one? Are you looking to trade hard early? Where are you looking to save trades? Really through the middle, especially through the buy rounds and stuff like that. Uh, getting out of those early money makers if you make a mistake. You know, if you there's always some that you think are going to be guns and some that you aren't. And yeah, so I, I feel like using some early just absolutely makes sense because if you get left behind, you just really can't catch up. And through yeah, through the middle. And I just like to save however many I think I'm gonna to need to those finals, something like six trades, you know, a, a fair bit for those last few weeks. And sometimes you just have to be super stingy through the middle, which is hard. Yeah, for sure. And then yeah, if you're stingy through the middle, you're you're preserving your keepers, right? Just for the end. Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the easiest ways to save trades is like through origin, I'll hold players through origin and stuff like that um to trade them out to trade them back in that's two trades that's just one way you can save trades because you if nothing's worse than having your team stacked and running your trades at the end when you come to finals there's no point playing head to head if you know if you've got no trades at the end you just can't win so yeah uh big thing mate is obviously team value and i know you were talking about last year did you say you ran ran a second team there to try and get the most ridiculous team value possible. Talk us through that, mate, and and sort of where it, that team kind of lacked, um, and what really helped come the end of the season. Um, if you're talking about the team that I did just purely on to generate team value, it was yeah. just sort of a team where you know like seventeen million or something horrendous. I'm not yeah. sure it was like a million more than anyone else. But um, to be honest, the only thing I really learned is that you don't have to pick a captain. I did run a captain all year. What do you mean by that? If you don't pick a captain for the first round, if you just never pick a captain, it never makes you 
you can have a complete team without a captain. Um, <laughs> I did. I did learn uh, a bit about there's as much risk in losing values and players as gaining it. So I guess I learned a bit about that. You know, because if you're holding a player that's losing 150 grand, if especially if he's not absolutely dead set that he's going to be there in the team, so I learned a few things like that. But it was just kind of fun just to have a having a, a player around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's good to know. Obviously, if you're looking at at that, like there'll be times in as an overall coach through the year that you'll you'll hold a guy that might lose close to that 100k. How do you how do you decide then if you think that they, if they are going to go past that and, and there's probably not too much chance of a bounce back or are you, are you seeing sort of one real low score and then in that scenario trading them out as quickly as possible um, if they're not like a top tier keeper? That's <laughs> the sport of fantasy, isn't it? They um yeah if 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 they're not a and if they're not going to be in that top tier, but then I held, uh, man, I can't even think of the name, the Panthers fullback. Edwards. Edwards, yeah. Yeah, yeah you stuck with him. Grand for him. And I just sat with him all season and it just hurt because he was just never really quite a sell. Whenever I look at my team, the first thing I look at every week is what player is a sell before what's a buy. Because I think, especially when you start out, you start looking at all the good players you want to buy, and then you look at who you have to sell to get them, and that's just a recipe for burning trades. So I look at my team, who do I need to get rid of? How much money does that give? What's the best way to spend that money? And unless there's like a screaming like buy like Hopgood early last year, if you didn't start with him, you know, you did have to do something about it. But that doesn't happen all the time. So, yeah, I really try to... I try not to sell someone unless I really think they're um, causing me issue, real issues. And man, every week I just thought Edwards was going to come back right, and he just never—he just never did, man. I could have saved about a hundred grand or hundred fifty grand and brought drink, drink water at the same time, but I thought it was too risky. And yeah, that was—it was definitely the wrong way, wrong way to go, wrong way to go. Yeah, I suppose that's a good good one to think about. Is that if someone is sliding a bit, not often do they actually really push back either keep hold of, of where they're at right now and then you know, scream back into 100, 150K making people, they do seem to go on runs, don't they? Which is probably the big thing I noticed last year that kind of helped my team do really well was that I was jumped on those guys that were on the runs at that, at that correct time where, yeah, that Edwards one really, really hurt yourself and and a lot of other, other coaches there. So it's, yeah, really cool about you talking about the, the guys that are on your sell list. Do you sort of have like, you know, three or four or five and, and kind of list them in, in order of the guys you want to sell first. And then if there are sort of buys that you really like, um, you can decide which of those sort of three, four or five that, that has to go based on that. Yeah. It's just every week. You just, you just got to look at your, your, your squad. I mean, I mean, ideally some weeks there's just no sales and sometimes there's a play you kind of want, but if you've got, you know, I, I won't, I don't want to sell a player if he's still got another, say 60. I think it's another mistake people can make. You know, you buy a cashier, he makes you a hundred grand. And then you sell them for another cashy, but then your first one actually slowly exits out another 80k um, if you're selling them too early. So I really try not to. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't won't specifically have a list of sells because I mean it's fantasy; you just can't predict what's going to be in the future. But I mean, let's face it, we you know we play enough that you get a pretty good idea that man, this guy's he's he's done. Yeah, Sometimes sure. the suspension makes it easier too. Yeah, 
yeah, thinking back now, myself making mistakes with with guys like Tanner Boyd, uh, even Preston, probably just a little bit early. Um, that he might have been there, yeah, like sixty to eighty k, who could have been like a fringe keeper. Um, and going, oh, I'll get that rid of that guy to get that next value guy or something like that. Whereas, yeah, I think being able to get as much of a team value or high as, as a team value as possible will be really helpful of just milking those that little bit more. Yeah, and a lot of the time, were you noticing sort of if they had sort of 60K to go or something like that, they might have a break even that's up in that 30s, but you know, they they have the potential to hit a 50. Is that kind of what you see there? And people just jump yeah. off? I mean, once again, it's just the core of fantasy in that like, if you think that the guys, you know, there's no point holding on to a guy for four weeks to try to get an extra 20 grand out of them. But I mean, like Tanner Boyd was, he's, was, he saved me last year because I didn't sell him exactly for that reason. And I've been lucky with a few players. I, I held everyone signed with Avarillo a couple of years ago. He was useless. Everyone sold him and then he came, came right. It's, it saved me a few times, but then every so often you get the, um, the Edwards, which it just, it just kills you. So I try to, that's where I try to save trades. I try to be frugal. Unless a guy needs selling, I won't sell. Yeah. No, it's very simple. And that gives you plenty left over at the end. We had my strategy there, mate. I sort of had there leaving six to eight trades for that final four rounds in your finals. Do you do you see that as something that you do or is it more, is it less? No, nah, no, that, that, that's ideal. I mean, it's one of those things you see yourself, you know, that's, that's the absolute the goal. And then with fantasy, often sometimes you're burnt. You don't actually have as much as you want there, but that's in my head exactly what I want. I want yep. to go into finals with... Uh, a team value 500k more than my position and i want to have six to eight trades to move those players around that's my goal yep so that two a week is, is is good when you're starting out and making your team how many guns are you looking to start with that are top sort of top tier kind of directly relates to how many cashews you can get isn't it um i think i've got i haven't fully set my team yet i mean no one really has i suppose till team this but I've probably only got about three real guns. I, I look at head-to-head strategy as kind of like stamp collecting, where I just want to have all the guns, all the all the best stamps, you know, all the best guns. So if I can, that's why another reason why I don't sell them. If I if Payne House is going through Origin, he's a guy that I just know I'm going to want on my team. I just hold him, and so for me, starting with him is awesome because I'll just carry him all the way through. You know, he's going to be a gun. Um, Grant. Uh, Cleary, Hines, those guys you know you're absolutely just going to want in your final 17. Yep. For them, I'm not even like, obviously value is always the main thing I look for, but those, if you don't have to ever trade them, you know they're going to be there. To me, what's a trade with 100 grand, 150 grand? To me, that's 100 grand worth of value, not having to trade them. So to yep. me, Cleary, if he stays at a million dollars all the way right, right through, if I never have to trade them, to me, that's $100,000 worth of value. So any of those absolute top-tier guys, those are the ones I look for first. And then after those guys, I try to get as many of them as I can. Sometimes even centers and some of the cheaper players, like I'll often start because if you can get, sometimes you can get an absolute gun center for 650 grand. If you can get two of those, it seems like a lot of money, but you've locked down those two positions. But in theory, it's fantasy, obviously. But yeah. You've locked those two positions down for the rest of the year and you know that's just a problem solve of you know those are ticked boxes and then it just hunts for value everywhere else i can okay so i don't have a huge i don't yeah 
but obviously like even I try to pack as many guns as there I can but re realistically especially this season there doesn't seem to be that many caches I think I'll probably only have three okay so that would just change if more caches popped up you'd go for four or you'd go for you'd just try and build as many as you can early and that's the big thing yeah. that we we do speak about is that each position has their top guys so you know Heinz Cleary 70 odd right Grant if you can get that him as the best score let's just say he's a 60 guy um, you're getting him with that 60 each and every week, where if someone else has got a 50, you're beating them by 10 in that position. So that's where you're looking to get, yeah, Haas is the best in his position. you got Grant, the best in his. Getting the top and the top of each, you then, as you build and, and get those stamps, as, you, as you're saying there, you might have 10 of the top guys in their position, then 12 and the 13 and um, yeah. and so forth until the finals time. And then, yeah, when you get to that that head-to-head -head final, yeah, the guy that you're coming up against if he has, you know, 11 of the best guys and you have 13, it's just, even if they have a slightly off day, they're probably on par with the the secondary guy that your opponent has as well. So yeah, I think that's, that's an awesome strategy, mate. Um, yeah. And then the, that team value is just, is just the way to get you there. Right. That's pretty much the, the big thing of where I was talking about with, um with my head dead strategy there was just, how do you get all the way to that top team value? What are your thoughts on on loopers, mate? Especially with head to head matchups, are you looking at your opponent there and and sort of the team that they've got and and yeah, if, you know, using loops to to affect that or, or go against what the other person's doing? I will sometimes. Sometimes I won't. Like it's at the end of the day, the most you know, if you, you your goal is to score more points than them. When it comes to the finals, when it comes to late, if you really want to win that head to head. Then, then yeah, definitely, especially late in the year, you know, like you you try to pick your your matchups where hopefully you can win, you know, especially late in the season where there's the teams are so similar that yeah, like you know, I've had some big head finals and there's only like one one year and there's only two players different. It was like wow, yeah, and I mean it was wild and it was actually kind of fun, but all the other players just became irrelevant. And I think that's a big thing with the team value. This really helps because if you've got those extra two loopers, you know, if you've, your, your team's almost identical and he's got two gun players and you've got two gun players, but then you've also got two more guns on the bench that you can loop if they swap, when it comes to the finals, that's just massive. And that's, you have to have the team value to do it, you know? So yeah. that's That's cool. Um, and then at the end there, are you potentially looking for a slight point of difference player um, when it comes to a, a finals matchup? Or just get the um, best guy. Don't just I just try to score. I don't. I'm just not a pod guy. Eh? Like, um, yeah. I just want to score the most points. I put the guy and I think is going to score the most points. You can do pods if you think. If, if I think I'm going to like when it comes to finals, if I think I'm going to lose, I'm going for the pod for sure. You know, okay. the more the less the less confident I am, the more poddy I'm going to get. Um, but yeah, generally I try not to not to do that. I try to hope that the other guy gets scared and gets pods. Yeah, I suppose the easiest way to pod as well is is through captaincy. If you want to change that at that at that time, can't you? Because you can you can swing sort of twenty or thirty points depending on who. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. But is, you know, we might have a clear in Hines, and yeah, you pick the other one, and you know what it like could be hundred one week, could be seventy the other for the other guy, and that's a good enough pot anyway. So, mate, let's get into um into our head-to-head uh, squad here. Before we do that, guys, um, Callum is one of our private group subscribers for last year and this year. And we actually got to go and check out the uh, Warriors game, the second to last game of the season together, which was, which was plenty of fun. So uh, guys, the, all the information is in the description and in discord as well. If you, if you'd like to join um, Cal got plenty out of it last season. So let's get into this one. Grant Haas Cleary. We happy with that as sort of our, our top three. Yeah, those are probably just about my first three players picked. I've actually ditched Haas since then. But yeah, those those are the exact type of guys that you just know you're going to want at the end of the year. So, I mean, even if they lose 100k or something, I mean, it's not something that you want to have happen. But the dream scenario is you just carry them right through. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, someone like Josh Curran is, is going to be a must, obviously. We'll have him in the mids for now. Uh, Pete Kura, going to be in there as well, yeah. right? Got yeah. The guys with sort of easy value. Of course, it's not working for us. Um, who are some guys that you're looking at, and where? What positions are you kind of looking to fill, or you just go straight to where the value is once you've got that first three? Yeah, value. Personally, I like forwards. I like the the second rowers and the mids because it's just a more reliable pick. It just suits my style more. You know, like you just it's just so hard to predict what a centre and a wing fullback is going to do. So I, I I'll stack my bench with every value like second row I can and mid I can because I go real heavy and I go real light and cover for but then it depends, you know, if if, if the values with centers or when fullbacks, I'll put them in there. But for me personally, yeah, guys like Hughes just the guys you just can obviously you can never bank on anything in fantasy, but the guys you feel like you can just bank on that ten points of value, that's just what's gonna my team is gonna be stacked with. Yeah. Uh, would you be looking at someone like a, a Fogarty heading heading into the start of the season? Are you going a bit lighter yeah. in that second man? Yeah, I really wanted to stick with Cleary and Hines. I tried to make it work. But my my main thing there is those million-dollar guys are so hard to get in. You have to use so many trades. It takes about three trades to get them in. Okay. Those million-dollar you... guys, you can't just – you can virtually never just straight trade with them. But I've gone away from Hines and put Fogarty in currently because – I just do think that he's got real value. And for me, that is, you know, obviously like I keep saying, just on point for me. Right. And then you will just try and get Heinz another way at some point? <laughs> just, yeah, hope he gets injured. <laughs> yeah, shit. Um, in terms of the edges, is there anyone that's sort of standing out to you that sort of I haven't spoken about too much? Nah, I, um, I get most of my information from you, man. <laughs> what are we going with how do you reckon Wong's going to go well it's spot? like if it's it's just got to wait till Tuesday you know if he gets this if he gets picked then yeah 
Yeah, we'll have him in there and, and say that he's one of them. It could be him, could be Crichton, whoever that is yeah. there. Um, any of the centers you're liking at the moment? Um, I might do something at what I just chatted before. I think I've got Sib Chris and Sawel uh, and Sawali. That is spicy. He burned me too yeah. hard last year at center. So does he worry you at center? Yeah, that, I if that's what he gets. It's only if he gets named on the win. And okay. also good with him being relatively expensive. You know, it's I'm just really unhappy. I don't like centers at the best of time. I hate playing center elite. And yeah, so at the moment I've got those two guys sitting in there. That's fair. Where is Willie? Five eighteen. Well, I suppose that helps at five eighteen just to say he gets the, the wing spot. Um what? Let's play it at the moment that we, we get some type of chibi center, whether it's Trevojevic or Strange or something like that, just to see how the how the team if ends we, up. Yeah, if we don't get any cheapies, I'll probably go really quite expensive and try to pull it out of somewhere like mids where I know I can get value. That's fair. I'll, so I'll either go real cheap or real uh, expensive on centers more than likely. Penicillin and stuff is pretty tempting. So this guy's like that, that probably pretty reliable and still probably have a bit of value. Yeah, that's fair. So Swirly could be could be him for sure. Three point eight milli left. Um guys, sounds like Campbell. I'm I'm going a little bit quiet and a little bit cold on him now. Um NL Physio's player profiles that literally just come out in the last half an hour. So if you do want access to that, um please jump in the private group as well. I'm about to post that in there after I do this video. So Campbell doesn't look great. For him, it hasn't been training with the main group. So I think we have to scrap him from our our thoughts in the wing fullback, which actually opens it up a fair bit more. Was anyone standing out to you, mate? No, I literally just chucked him out of my team and I'm just staring at their blank spot. And <laughs> just, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, let's just say, let's just pretend we get Savage because that's a little bit of cash as well at 350. Um, and then it's, yeah, the, <laughs> it's tough from there, isn't it? It's, you know, we're looking at guys like Jack Bostock or we're just hoping that like a Rob Derby or... Well, someone like that gets the gets the starting spot, don't we? It's it's super open that center and wing fullbacks. We, we'll probably have a few different teams this year to start, won't we? Yeah, 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 for sure. There just doesn't. Last year we just seemed to have so many bottom dollar guys that you could pick and choose from, whereas this year it's just slim pickings, though, which just makes everything else so much harder because you just got to spread that money. You know, you got to take it from somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll throw last again on the interchange as well. Uh, we're very likely to get whether it's that Dylan Egan or some of like that 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 could come up really cheap, and you know we're looking at KO weeks and the like there. So really, nothing too much changes from there. But um, really, it's just yeah, the, those those starting players. And and you look at this right. Let's just say all the interchange guys are anywhere between four hundred, four fifty, or whatever, all the way down, right? So none of those guys are keepers from there. We look at this starting team and who of these guys could become keepers, right? So Fogarty's just outside that range. Pap is obviously at 495. If we pick Suali, let's just say we we change Suali and got Penasini, which could be fun as well, just given he's he's likely, we're likely yep. to call him a keeper, which could be cool. Yep. And then we'll um we'll try and build sort of how we can get to that, to those guns there. So Josh Curran, one of those guys that could potentially become a gun, either in the in the mids or the edge, at least sort of that he has that 50 kind of range, which could be nice as a dual position guy. With Grant, with Haas, even if Haas was downgraded to Murray, let's just say, or someone around that range. Um, so potential for those three, you'd imagine like if Wong was to get 50, uh, 80 minutes, and he could be, but we'll leave those two out there. You've got Cleary and Foggs there. So he is a potential 
That gives us uh, five there, which is cool. And then Penasini six, Pap has that potential as well at seven. So if all was to go well in that, let's just say we drop one of those off, which is likely that, you know, they're not all going to work out. So six potential keepers at this point, how quickly are you looking to get to around that sort of 13 keeper mark? Fast I can. It's just also like I'm quite I'm quite strict on my definition of a keeper is quite high. So like you know, unless they're really averaging up towards 16. So I wouldn't have the same confidence as that as Taryn as kind of I'm absolutely gonna want him in my final 17. Yeah. So personally I wouldn't look at him. I'd say, okay, he's a decent mid-ranger. Um, I mean the ideal situation is he's a mid-ranger that starts scoring, you know, 58 every week and he becomes a keeper. Yeah. But, Playing at close to 80 minutes or something, yeah. Yeah, like guys like I bought um Potter last year for that same reason, hoping that he would you know, be a cut price keeper and it didn't work out. But yep. I still think it's kind of sitting this year to be honest. Yeah, has potential for sure. Um do you have uh positions then that you're looking to to try and get to the guns before others? Like are you looking to get sort of three 60 point mids, anything like that first or no? I don't have any, I don't, I don't believe in balancing squads or anything. I just, just purely on the value and you have to play it each week. You can't say I'd like to have team value to be 14 million by round, you know, 16 or something, because it's just that the game changes so fast that you just got to do the best you can every single week. Cool. I think yeah. it's sort of the, Sort of an advantage of being a head to head player, too, is you don't have to plan as much. You can be a little bit more lackadaisical about stuff where, you know, like buys and stuff. I don't, I don't stress about them as much. Whereas the overall guys, and you really need to start focusing on hammering every point. If I, if there's no value in wing fullbacks, you know, sometimes I'll get caught and have to play 16 players, but I'd rather have 16 good players than burn a trade just to put an average wing fullback in for one or two weeks. Yep. And then, because especially if you're playing head to head, half the time you win by or lose by 50 points anyway. So I don't, I run really quite light in cover in certain positions. I will say a mistake I made last year that was I had way too much money in the bank. I would have nearly half a million dollars sitting unspent. And that's, that's a lot of points that I should have had in my team. So that was probably a lesson from last year. Was that heading into round one or just at certain no. points? Not heading into round one, just through like big, big sections in the middle of the thing, I would sell a play because, and then there was no one that I really wanted or could afford to jump to. So I'd be, and I'd, I'd buy another cashy and end up with 450 grand in the bank. <laughs> and, and then I did actually lose a bunch of head to heads. And I, it, after a while, I was like, it's actually just crazy to have that much money not being utilized. Yeah, so that was definitely a, a lesson I learned last year, which I think most people would be pretty obvious. Don't have four hundred and fifty grand in the bank week after week, but yeah, yes. one week or something. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Are you an advocate for sort of fifty to one hundred k in the bank, like coming into round one? Do you think that really helps? Or yeah, nothing's worse than you know, there's there's two two hundred and fifty k guys. You've got to pick which one. You get it wrong, the next week your guys lost 10k the other guys made 20k and you've got 20k in the bank and you can't swap and then you, do you sell two players to get them do you just write that player off you know what so i like to leave sort of 60 100 grand something like that just a little bit i like to have that reserve i hate that feeling of especially since i'm quite stingy, stingy with my trades 
I hate the idea that missing out on the player by just a couple of grand. We've all been there, but it sucks so bad. So I try to leave a little bit in there, but I'm not going to be silly like it was last year. Yeah. I suppose even for those that don't want to leave too much cash, and then, yeah, 40K would cover those those yeah. guys that are at the same price, the ups and the downs, unless the cheapie comes out and, and gains 50K, where yeah, you probably have to make the two trades likely anyway. I um, mean, that one there. So, um, yeah, mate. So you, you say you're fairly close to sort of sorting out your your team pending what happens in sort of center and, and, and wing fullback? Uh, my team, I've actually been pretty slick. Um, I've got a, I, I picked a sand for a while because I just kept wanting to find 250K players and I just ended up with sort of 900 grand required to cover four players in my bench and yeah, kept yeah. picking sand and putting the app down because... But I've finally got a squad that's okay. But up until, and it's even worse this year, the two, two, uh, the two team lists, you can't have your team set. As soon as one player, you know, that you think is going to be in there isn't in there, let's face it, we all just tear our team to bits again anyway. So, yep. well, I do. Yeah, no, for sure. And and what I stress every preseason is, yeah, you can play around and, and really just learn. Learn all the players. If something happens on team list Tuesday, you've got the guy that, you know that you that you couldn't get you can now get whatever works if cheapy comes up then then you know who you're trying to you slot in and and if yeah if you get too too married to a certain team then you get so annoyed when they you know you can't fit them in because of you know the, the amount of cheapies that you've got sitting on your you know you've got interchange two all the way to emergency eight filled with 230k guys that aren't going to play um and it just yeah it's annoying when you when you've got a couple of those guns that you have to trade out then um so yeah just don't get married to the side keep it fluid you've obviously got guys that the cheapies and the value that if they get the spot they're in and then sort of plug the guns around that is going to be our best thought guys but we're getting closer it's down to as of uh, recording this video 24 days which is really really cool but uh guys jump in and check out the the podcast as well i've got the community league code down in the description as well um, and a big thank you to you Callum for jumping on for this video I appreciate that I'm going to be focusing a lot more on some head-to-head content which obviously is not too different to start the year but it will be throughout the middle part of that year especially and you know even from sort of round seven onwards when we're looking for overall guys um, we can just keep focusing on as you said uh, getting the collecting those stamps and, and collecting those guns which is going to be cool but um, yeah cheers Cal appreciate it thank you Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.